News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. This is the first time I've got to come back to you since Election Day. So we're going to do a little bit of election analysis. Honestly, I'm sure so many of y'all have seen opinions from all over the country, and so I'm going to try to not regurgitate things that other people have said. I am going to dig into a little bit of Matt Rinaldi's analysis that he put out uh, specifically on some key takeaways nationally. It is worth noting that our Texas GOP chair, Matt Rinaldi, for those in the grassroots who worked really hard to get him elected during that special election and then turned around and worked really hard to make sure he was uncontested for his reelection as party chair, even though Greg Abbott, his team, everybody else were opposing Chairman Rinaldi, um, should be really grateful that Of all the Republican Party chairmen in all of the states in America, Matt Rinaldi is getting more coverage than anyone else because he's actually putting out thoughtful analysis on the direction of our country and what we take away from election night. And so that is something we should all be proud of and and hopeful continues over the next little bit. I literally got back late last night from Arizona. I've been in Arizona. I guess you're hearing this Tuesday, but I'm recording it on Monday. So I was in Arizona all day Saturday and Sunday, and we will see, unfortunately, with each and every one of these voter dumps that comes out, none of them have sealed the race for Carrie Lake and none of them have ended the hopes of Carrie Lake. And so by the time you listen to this, there may be a little bit more decided because Monday night's voter dump will uh, have an effect and will definitely make either a more narrow or more wide path for her in the final 24 hours. So that being said, let's talk about what we take away. We did not have a massive red wave across the country. Um, Republicans did do very well. It does look at the time of this recording that Republicans are definitely going to take Congress, which is something that has been kind of speculated might not happen. Uh, One of the huge factors that will come into that is Lee Zeldin running such a strong campaign in New York and actually helping deliver four new congressional seats. In Texas, we delivered two new congressional seats. I complained back during redistricting and will complain again that it was very clear that we took a much too conservative approach and didn't give the country what they needed from Texas. We gave them two new congressional congressional seats. We could have easily handed them a third, but we didn't because we had a whole lot of Republican congressmen who wanted their districts to be safe well over 60 percent of the vote. And so that's unfortunate because if they had been willing to just draw themselves 55, like 10-point districts, 55-45, there were tons of votes that could have trickled their way down into another district and make it a competitive congressional district. We could have easily given them three more seats and we didn't. And that's unfortunate. But We will take Congress. We won't take the Senate. There's a lot of problems. We should thank God that the push for election integrity has been so strong in Texas, even with uh, the pushback of so many Republican politicians. And we've been able to deliver some policy victories. This has helped us tremendously in comparison to Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, these states that have really broken systems that favor Democrats heavily. It is not hard to vote in Texas. It is easy to vote. You have to drive to an early voting location, go in and cast a vote. These other states have systems set up to where it is very easy for the Democrat operatives to go in and harvest a tremendous amount of ballots. And that is a major problem and something that red states in America should never let happen. They don't let it happen in Florida. They don't let it happen in Texas. And guess what? We saw an increase in Republican 
uh, well, we saw an overall increase in the Republican ballot. So here's the deal. In 2016, 2018, and 2020, the statewide Republican victory average was in between six and eight percentage points depending on the campaign. Okay? That's the statewide average. And so that makes Texas look a little more purple, right? A little more purple than it was in 2010, 2012, 2014. But that narrative was put to bed on election night when the Texas Republican average was a little over 11%. People like Ken Paxton, who only got reelected in 2018 by two percentage points, less than three, gets reelected by a very strong margin. That is a huge victory for Texas. Texas got more red on election night. So if you're a Texan and you're wondering or you're disappointed at what happened in some of these other states or at the congressional level or some of the governors you thought were going to win that didn't win, I understand. But you should at least be grateful that Texas got more red. It is going to be harder for Democrats to raise money two years from now, four years from now, six years from now, eight years from now to make Texas more red. Now, there is another state that did even better than Texas. And it's like, over time, so many people are getting more frustrated with the fact that Florida just keeps beating us. Even when we have a really red night, Florida beat us. Ron DeSantis got elected with a 19 to 20 point margin. And this is where Matt Rinaldi's election analysis comes in. So this is what he tweeted out on November 9th in the morning of. Election takeaways. Number one, Florida had a wave election. Texas had a very good night. Results everywhere were mixed. Ron DeSantis and his optimistic brand of bold, unapologetic conservatism is a winning brand and the GOP should take note. Texas became more red last night. This is what he said. In 2018, Cruz won by 2%, Patrick won by 5%, Paxton by 3%. Last night, the GOP continued a 28-year streak of winning every statewide office and did so by double digits. There were a couple things that were uh, not didn't go our way, but we did see some increase in the Valley by Myra Flores. Myra Flores is probably the one who more than anybody else outperformed. I will say that from the millions and millions and millions of dollars that was spent down in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, we did not see a whole lot of movement down there. I think Republicans are planning on competing down there for a very long time, but whatever was done this time cannot be done again in two years. It will probably lead to the same result, which is that for the most part, these numbers did not shift at all. Donald Trump moved the Rio Grande Valley significantly, and he did it without spending millions, tens of millions of dollars down there. He just did it. His willingness to engage in the culture war, his willingness to talk about how radical the left was on these issues was tremendous and it moved these populations. Ron DeSantis just did that in Florida. He said, Florida is the state that woke goes to die. And the Hispanic voters can't stand the woke left. And so when all of a sudden this definition is put out there and that's what they're voting on, they move in droves. Miami-Dade County voting Republican is incredible in Florida. The Rio Grande Valley would have been where that kind of movement was recognized in Texas. And if it had happened, we would have taken an even a great night for Republicans in Texas and made it an even better night, right? But that's not the way they saw this election for the most part. Partly because Greg Abbott and these other Republicans, they don't really campaign as culture warriors like Ron DeSantis. 
Now, they do campaign effectively against their Democrat opposition, which is why there's an 11-point statewide victory. They increased the overall performance of the Republican ticket, all Republicans. That is very good. But that is not as good as what it has been in other parts of the country. And also with the Rio Grande Valley and Hispanic population, it really didn't move them. So if we're going to make more inroads down in South Texas, we have to change things up. Of course, I have my opinions. I can give you a couple different ideas. But overall, we need to at least admit that what Republicans did down there didn't really work. So if we're going to make really good gains, we need to be willing to figure out what we need to change. Janie Lopez is a state representative from the Valley. That is a great pickup, but it was also a district that was specifically drawn to be a Republican pickup. Okay. Monica Dela Cruz did very well. She won, but she won a district that voted for Trump and she outperformed Trump, which was great. But here's the sad news. She didn't outperform Trump in the Rio Grande Valley. She outperformed Trump in the Northern white counties that she was running in. So those rural white counties got even more Republican. That's great. But that doesn't mean she's making actual inroads in the Rio Grande Valley. The district was a Republican district. It stayed a Republican district. That's great. It was a new Republican district. Fantastic. But we have to admit that some of what was done down there just didn't work. Lastly, I will tell you that Mark DeRazio, state representative from San Antonio, newly incoming freshman, came out. I was actually at the True Texas Project meeting in San Antonio. If you are not engaged in a True Texas Project chapter, you need to be. I'm just going to tell you all this. So uh, True Texas Project is is the statewide organization, for those of you who don't know it, um, and they are the statewide out fit that formed out of the Northeast Tarrant Tea Party and now has chapters forming all over the state. They're in the Houston area, the Austin area, the Williamson County. We launched Bear County last week. I was the speaker. Don Huffines was going to be the speaker and he was in Arizona. So I had to go drive 10 minutes down the road and and, uh, had a great time, met some new people in San Antonio that are excited and getting engaged in the process. The True Texas Project is a great opportunity. If you're a grassroots person who says, I just want to do something, I want to do a little bit more than listen to this podcast and watch the news and comment and make a couple donations. If you want to take that to the next level, then you should look at a true Texas project. And one just launched in San Antonio for people in my area, but they're all over the state. So you can go to truetexasproject.com, say you want to get involved, give them your information, and you might even help form another local group, right, in your area. So um, I don't know how I got off on the True Texas Project, but oh, now I know. So I was there, I was speaking, but Mark DeRazio got up and spoke. And Mark DeRazio is one of the huge conservative pickups in the Texas House. He not only is a conservative, will be a conservative representative, but he also replaced Lyle Larson, who is the most liberal Republican state rep in Texas. So the most liberal Republican state rep in Texas left and his seat was open and Mark DeRazio ran and has now replaced him. And I believe will very likely be, he will be in the top 10 of conservative legislators this session. He might even be in the top five. So that is a great thing to see. Um, And he got up to the group and told them, hey, all of you are asking us to oppose Democrat chairs in the Texas House. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to vote to ban Democrat chairs. And then the whole room, you know, erupted. But here's the thing about his position. His position is in line with 82% of Republican voters. The Texas GOP put out a poll that was worded even more, it was just this morning, but they put out a poll that was worded, let's say, softer 
It didn't say, do you want to ban Democrats from powerful committees? It was a little bit more even keeled in its language. And still 70% of Republican voters said, absolutely do not put Democrats in any chairs. 66% of Republicans said, I'm less likely to vote for a Republican state rep for re-election if he votes to empower Democrats. It's very clear what the people want. Mark DeRazio has put himself with them. A lot of Republicans are not. And there will be a vote two days into the legislative cycle where Republican voters get to see how responsive are your politicians to basic requests of them to not give away so much power to Democrats, power that's been given to them for a very long time. So we're excited to see Mark DeRazio doing what he's doing. Very good to see these actual gains that make the Texas House more conservative. The Texas House is a more conservative body this session than last session. That is uh, not up for debate. And so at this point, uh, we just have to hope and pray that the momentum continues behind this issue. It's a very important issue. If you haven't talked to your state rep about it, you should consider doing so. And some of them will try to tell you, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, I... You know, I, I, I'm not for this or I'm there. There's a reason we need to give Democrats all this power it really helps us pass more Republican policy, so on and so forth. It's all a joke. People like Mark DeRazio, who are freshmen, have come in and can see this a little bit more purely for what it is, a very bad tactic that empowers your enemy and your enemy uses it to hurt you. You do. You never give your enemy weapons. We have a bunch of liberal universities all across the state that turned out tons created little young Marxists. If you didn't show up to college a Marxist, they're going to make you a Marxist and then they're going to make sure you go vote for Beto O'Rourke. That is a bad idea for Republicans to continue to fund these universities that are literally turning our state blue. Now, Texas is not turning blue, but we would be turning more red if we stopped funding the Marxist university institutions. I'll tell you that. Sad deal. Anyways, we are grateful that Mark DeRazio has landed on the right side of this issue, and uh, we do believe that you'll continue to see other Republicans, and we'll tell you about that, because we're not just here to tell you Republicans are bad, and here's all the reasons they're bad. When good people do the right thing, you need to know about that. So Mark DeRazio is one of those people. You should be very grateful that he is in the legislature and that a lot of conservatives in Bear County worked very hard to make sure he was there. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you to analyze and think about all the things going on in the state of Texas. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this information. And let's gear up because we are now starting to shift into policymaking mode. We just finished the election and we're going to gavel in in less than eight weeks. And people are going to start actually passing policy and voting on leadership of the Texas House and voting on rules that will determine how much policy we can pass. This is real. This is where rubber meets the road. These great local officials that got elected are going to swear in and start doing work at a county level. This is the kind of stuff. So these are the things we're going to be bringing to you, information on where it's ha where good things are happening and why, and where bad things are happening or good things are being held up and why. And then you can determine what do you want to do about that. I really do hope you have a blessed week. God bless you and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.